part of it does come from the fact that I think that sometimes people assume coverage on existing policies they may have for things like expensive pieces, like an engagement ring or wedding band, something like that, that actually isn't there on their standard homeowner's insurance policy. So, you know, I think that's probably part of it, right? Like if you have, you know, uh, a really expensive piece of jewelry or like an engagement ring and you have a loss at your home or you have it outside of your home and something happens to it or whatever, in most cases, your homeowner's insurance policy is going to cover you for, you know, fire, theft, things like that, that are going to be on your, your standard homeowner's insurance policy. And those coverages will typically extend outside of your home as well, up to a certain amount. But with something like an engagement ring or a very valuable piece like that, that's actually not the case. Um, so if now on most homeowner's insurance policies, you can actually endorse the policy to cover those. <laughs> Gene, the wedding coach, back with another amazing episode of the Wedding Workshop Podcast, where we focus on helping engaged couples, especially our groomsmen, plan a fun, entertaining, and most importantly, stress-free wedding, right? So super excited to have uh, Kyle Kirby on the show from Liberty Mutual. And the reason why I wanted to have Kyle on the show, I gotta, I just got to give you a quick backstory. So Kyle is in this BNI group that I'm in, and he was doing a presentation one time, and he said, you know, he started talking about insurance for engagement rings, right? So, you know, the little antennas went off in my head, or my ear, my head, my ear, whatever, right? And I was like, oh man, I got to get Kyle on the show to, to, to talk about, you know, uh, getting your engagement ring insured. And to be honest with you, I didn't even know that was a thing until Kyle brought it up, right? And so I know there's a lot of other grooms out there that probably feel the same way, right? You spend all this money on a ring, right? And you don't even think about getting it engaged. And from doing my research, the average, I don't know if you know this, Kyle, right? The average engagement ring is over $6,000. That's average, average, right? So we're not even talking about, you know, high tier, this like mid tier. Um, and so if you're going to be investing that amount of money, um, you know, I don't know why we would never think about getting it insured. So, uh, so without further ado, Kyle Kirby, Kyle, if you just want to let, uh, let the audience know who you are and, uh, and what you're doing, we'll dive right into this, uh, this interview. Yeah, absolutely, Gene. Uh, thank you for having me, first off. Very excited to talk to everybody uh, and your audience uh, that you have here about uh, insurance for engagement rings, wedding bands, things like that, that we can do for people here. Um, uh, as Gene mentioned, I, my name is Kyle Kirby. I am an insurance agent with Liberty Mutual. Uh, I've been with Liberty Mutual for a little over three years, but in the insurance field for about six. Um, and before that, my background in school and everything was uh, in education. Uh, so original plan was to become a teacher, uh, ended up pivoting over to insurance and insurance sales. Um, and the mindset that I've taken into my insurance career is the same I had when I was in school. And that was to come from a, a point of view of educating and helping my clients, the people I interact with, learn more about the type of coverages they can get and the best ways that they can try to make sure that their price is fair and that they're fully aware of everything that they got on their insurance policies and educating on things that they might not have known about in the first place, right? People know about auto and homeowners insurance, but they probably yes, don't yes. know about jewelry insurance. Um, and hopefully know after having our conversation here today, 
uh, your audience will know a little bit more, Dean. So, so Kyle, it's interesting you say, you're saying jewelry insurance. Is that like the, the, the legal or technical term for it? It is, and, and and you know I know where our focus is going to be on the engagement rings and, and things like that. But the types of policies that you know we offer here, and it's through a partnership that Liberty has with a company called Jewelers Mutual, which has been around since 1917. Mm. Um, very reputable company focuses specifically on jewelry insurance. Mm. Um, now the the thing about this, which is nice, is that you can get a policy like this and start off with something for your engagement ring, right? You wanna have coverage for your engagement ring. You can, and I will, we'll get more into exactly what the coverage is like and what that looks like cost-wise too. Um, but you can also add other pieces to this policy um, and have every type of coverage level and deductibles, things like that be fitted, uh, be fit exactly to the type of piece that you have. So if you start off with an engagement ring, then you wanna add each of the wedding bands when you actually do get married on the special day. You want to add a watch or a necklace uh, for an anniversary. You know, those are things you can then add to the policy over time to make it much more comprehensive and cover a lot more things. Well, you, you know, Kyle, I'm so glad you mentioned that you guys are partnered with, uh, what's the company called? Jewelry Mutual? At Jewelers Mutual, that's correct. Jewelers Mutual. And the fact that they focus specifically on uh on jewelry so you know that's that's that, that's some really good information uh now, now kyle let me tell you a story real quick right um i had this ring i had this ring that i adored okay and the ring probably cost me I want, maybe fifteen hundred dollars like mm -hmm. it was a nice it's a nice ring it was a gift to myself and i'll never forget it this was years ago um I was at the gym and after my workout, I don't know, I must have taken the ring off and put it down and um, left, realized I didn't have my ring on, went back and it was gone. And to me, I just, I just coughed it up as a loss. You know, yes, I filed the report and everything like that, but you know, I, I was never even thinking about getting that ring insured. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, it's, it's, it's almost like the cell phone business, right? Like, or anything that you're insuring, right? Like, you know, God forbid you lose your ring, somebody steals your ring, you damage your ring, right? Like, and, and once again, average ring, six over six thousand dollars you know um what are you gonna do so i guess my first question is uh why should someone get their engagement ring insured i, I think i just answered that but i guess you, you definitely did <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear from you. <laughs> i mean gene i mean i guess we're both experts today right i mean yeah. that's <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you did kind of cover it pretty well, actually. And, and, and part of it does come from the fact that I think that sometimes people assume coverage on existing policies they may have for things like expensive pieces, like an engagement ring or wedding band, something like that, that actually isn't there on their standard homeowner's insurance policy. So, you know, I think that's probably part of it, right? Like if you have, you know, uh, a really expensive piece of jewelry, like an engagement ring and you have a loss at your home or you have it outside of your home and something happens to it or whatever. And in most cases, your homeowner's insurance policy is gonna cover you for you know, fire, theft, things like that that are gonna be on your, your standard homeowner's insurance policy. And those coverages will typically extend 
outside of your home as well, up to a certain amount. But with something like an engagement ring or a very valuable piece like that, that's actually not the case. Um, so if now on most homeowners insurance policies, you can actually endorse the policy to cover those expensive and more valuable pieces that you might have like the engagement ring. The only issue with that though, and this is where it's nice to have a standalone jewelry insurance policy or an engagement ring policy, is that if you were to file a claim on your policy, on your homeowner's insurance policy for those pieces that you have on the homeowner's insurance policy, that can affect your claims history on your homeowner's insurance, which down the line could really have an impact on your rate. You have it on a standalone uh, policy like the ones we offer here through Jewelers Mutual, that doesn't come into play at all. So you have your own separate policy for your engagement ring that has nothing to do with your homeowner's insurance, which is great. Um, and all those things you mentioned before, as far as covered losses, those are things that you're covered for on here. If you lose it, if it's stolen, uh, if it's damaged, if it just disappears, pretty much the only thing you're not gonna be covered for is if you do something intentionally and the company finds out somehow. You know, that, that's gonna end up being the situations where you're really not gonna have coverage. But for the most part, the things that would happen to the engagement ring, you're gonna have coverage for it on the policy that we offer. So, so it's, it's interesting that you mentioned the homeowner's insurance and, and, and you said that you can add things to the homeowner's insurance, but it may affect your premium um, down, down, down the line. So are you saying with some homeowner's insurance, depending on what company that you're with, you may be able to add the, like a jewelry clause to it? Absolutely. And there are most, most companies will allow that. It will increase your premium because you're adding coverage more for something more specific. But as I mentioned before, the area where it becomes a little bit hairy is if you do end up having a claim on that piece. So let's mm. say you do lose the engagement ring or it does get stolen and you decide to file a claim through your homeowner's insurance policy to try to recoup some of the loss from that, right? You get it replaced or you get cut a check or whatever it ends up being. Well, that claim is now going to go on record on your homeowner's insurance policy. So when they look at your claims history, and let's say other times during the course of a couple of years, you have a wind loss or, or a pipe burst in your house, that jewelry loss will be added as part of the things when they're considering your claims mm -hmm. history. And that's where you can then see some increases to your rate potentially down the line. Separating that policy or that coverage for the jewelry onto something that's completely on its own is a much more and much better, it's a much better way to make sure that your homeowner's insurance is not affected by any claims that you have on the jewelry. Okay, we're, 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 we're gonna dive into that in a minute, but sure. um, just to get specific, you said that, uh, it, 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 it sounded like you said, your insurance company reevaluates you every year and if they don't like the relationship, they could say, it's it's typically it's typically not going to be every year for um for homeowners insurance or auto insurance but the way what they yeah. will end up doing is that if you have a claims history that ends up getting kind of repetitive that's when you can start uh, to see some changes to your rate right so that's where that's gotcha. more what we're talking about here so adding gotcha. another claim to that list potentially is where you can start to have some issues um and and that's and listen that's where it's important to have an advisor that you talk to and that works in the insurance field that can kind of help you out when it comes to these certain circumstances to tell you what to expect or 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 how best to file certain claims depending on the type of losses that you have but again mm -hmm. specifically when it comes to the engagement ring stuff if you can have the option to have a lower premium through the policy that we offer better mm -hmm. coverage with no deductible that's the policy that we offer and to have that separated from your home so that way if you do file a claim that doesn't impact you at all down the line. It's a win-win all the way across the board. Okay, so 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 let's dive into really the main difference between 
adding the the jewelry insurance from in addition to your home policy and having a standalone mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's a couple of things here so and uh, in, in every insurance company there is going to be certain things that they're going to cover and they're not going to cover um but the biggest thing the biggest two things that we're going to be talking about here as far as differences between a standalone policy like the one through jewelers mutual and one you can get through your homeowners is that more often than not, a homeowner's insurance policy when it comes to coverage for your jewelry will include some sort of a deductible. These are gonna be subject to the deductible that you have on your policy. And a lot of times people will have a higher deductible on your homeowner's insurance policy because you're not filing a lot of claims on your homeowners. So typically you're looking at like a $500 deductible to a thousand dollar deductible, sometimes higher, depending on the actual policy that you have. With the jeweler's mutual policy, you can have your deductible as low as $0 and still keep your premium very, very competitive. And I'll, I'll give you an example, Gene. You mentioned before about you know the average cost of an engagement ring being what, a little over $6,000. So yes, I did a little yes. bit of a pricing for, every, for, for your listeners to have an idea of what it would look like so they, have an idea, they can understand how inexpensive this coverage can really be. So if you had a, um, a ring, an engagement ring that you insured for, that was $5,500 in value. We're gonna start at that number. And you had it insured through Jewelers Mutual with no deductible, you'd be paying $83 for the year, entire year. That's the entire cost, no deductible. For the year? For the entire year, $5,500, which is pretty great. Now on the higher end, if you went to like a $10,000 engagement ring, you'd be looking at about $150 for the year. That's again, that's for a $10,000 piece, still no deductible. So all around, it's pretty great. And and that, and from, in my experience in working insurance, working um, and quoting through different companies like I'm able to, this ends up being a much more cost-effective way as well to actually keep your premiums down overall in the year. You typically, you're gonna find to insure a $10,000 engagement ring is probably gonna be more than 150 bucks for the year on a homeowner's insurance policy. And then you're worrying about deductibles and claims histories and stuff. It's just a lot more of a hassle than it would be to get it on its own. Wow, that's, that's, that, that's, that's a no-brainer. Like It really is. It makes sense. You're talking about, I mean, even if it was 500 a year, I mean, you sp- you say 55,000, 50, yes, 55, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. on the on the high end, 150, on the low end, mid 80, like, come, yep. come on, fellas, come on, right? Like, let's get it done. So let's, uh, let's walk through this. I'm a groom. Mm-hmm. I go you know, get a $15,000 ring because, you know, I got, yeah. you know, it's my boo here, right? I'm trying to take her off the market. I'm trying to let That's people right. know she is no longer available, right? Exactly. So I go to the jeweler. How soon after I buy this ring should I get it insured? Because you already know how we do, right? We're not going to buy it that day and give it to her that day. We're going to buy it. We're going to hold on to it until it's the perfect time, right? Like maybe during the holidays or a special event going on. So how soon should I get it insured? The answer to that question, Gene, is right away. And and we can have policies issued through this company that are gonna be effective the very next day. Now, the best way to do it would be to do it almost immediately because you're gonna have that bill of sale. It's gonna actually show the value and the cut and the clarity and all those things of the diamond, all the details of the band, all those things that you have in the ring. And that's actually going to be useful for the insurance company to actually have on file. That way, if you ever were to file a claim, 
they have the reference back to to see exactly what you had on the piece when you actually have a claim. So doing something right away is going to be best because it's going to make sure that it has the most up-to-date documentation on the piece um, that you can possibly have. And then I'll take this another step further for you too, Gene. You know, if you end up having, uh, let's say instead of getting the ring right away, you get just the diamond and you know you want to have just this diamond. Maybe it's a family heirloom or something or you're buying a brand new one and you're going to set it in a band that you want to have, uh, you know, the special lady pick out on their own, right? Um, if, if you do that, you can ensure just the gem too. It doesn't actually have to be the full ring. It doesn't have to be the finished mm -hmm. product. You can get the, just the actual stone insured. Um, if you keep it in a safe or something, in the meantime, you get a little bit of a discount too on the policy. So there's a lot of ways to do it. You, and if you have something and you're planning on using either the stone or you have the ring ready and you're holding on to that guy until you're ready to present it uh, to, to the lucky lady, you know, you want to make sure that you have coverage on it right away because anything could happen in the meantime. So, so Kyle, what, what it sounds like you're saying, right? If, if, if a groom wants to be proactive or even if a bride wants to be proactive, she can encourage the groom, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, like, let's look into getting this insurance before we even get the ring, right? Like you may not know how much money you're going to spend, but at least you, it's like, you know, when you purchase a car, you know, you can't pull off the lot without insurance. Like, you know, you have to, you have to have it. And how, you know, knowing this going into the situation, I think it will just allow you to be more proactive, right? Yep. And one of the purposes of the show is to help reduce your stress, right? Like, you know, if I got a $10,000 ring in my pocket, right? Like, I want to feel good. Like, God forbid anything happens for $150, mm -hmm. it can be. It can be insured. All right. So I buy the ring. I leave the store or you know what? I'm at the store, right? I'm giving the guy my credit card, maybe a couple credit cards, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so now plus, I mean, you might be talking multiple, Gene, you know? Yeah, exactly. Overtime too, right? All right. right. So now the guy is swiping all three cards and I'm on the phone with, I'm on the phone with Kyle, my buddy Kyle. Hey, listen, I'm purchasing the ring. I'm going to get a bill of sale. I'm going to get some type of documentation from the jeweler and I'm going to send that to you. Like how does like, so what's the, what's the next step? What's the next process? It's exactly that. So you end up finding out the piece that you want to have insured and you find out the value of it. I'm going to ask you some basic questions about it. Who's going to be wearing it? Exactly what type of piece is it? As I mentioned, it's a jewelry policy in general. Mm -hmm, but if we're mm -hmm. talking specifically about rings, I'll know to click off all the little check marks to make sure mm -hmm, we're covering mm -hmm. a ring. Um, we insure it for the value that you are buying it for and that it is worth. And then we can just issue the policy and the policy can be issued as soon as the next day. Now, if we're talking much more expensive pieces, that's when it sometimes has to go through an underwriting process and you are, you're going to want to have, they're going to want to take a closer look at the appraisal they're going to want to take a right. closer look at the bill of sale. Um, but for like a $10,000 piece, that's something that can get issued right away. Um, you have coverage at the very next day. Uh, if anything were to happen to it, get the bill of sale, get the appraisal out to me or directly to the company as soon as possible. That way, if something does happen to it, you know, let's say, you know, God forbid the very next day or, or, or as soon as the time you have coverage, you're going to want to have something on record already um, showing that what the value of the piece is. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very quick process. You take a payment directly over the phone. There's flexible payment options. You don't have to pay the whole year at once. You can pay it over the course of the year, uh, really? quarterly or other options like that. 
Um, so you take it with a card or something like that and you have coverage right away. All right, so Kyle, I'm in the store. Now let's just hypothetically speaking, it's Black Friday. They got some amazing Black Friday deals going on. Yep. Um, I'm purchasing my ring. I give you a call. You say, Gene, I need these documents. You ask me a few questions. I take a picture of the documents. I send them over to you. It's going to take me 24 hours. You said at least 24 hours to get insured. Now, what is the policy going to cover? And I know it may be different based off of the value of the ring, right? But you know, what, 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 what am I paying for? What is it getting covered? Obviously the ring is getting covered, but. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, so we mentioned before, as far as the types of losses that are going to be covered. So again, if you lose the piece, if it gets stolen by somebody, um, if it just disappears mysteriously on you, let's say you're at the, you're at the beach or something and you had it on your, on your ring one second, uh, on your finger one second, and then the very next it's gone. You know, those are the types of situations that you're going to have coverage on this for damage, uh, you know, you, you, you hit it on the edge of a table and it, it chips the diamond or it chips something like that. And then you end up having a damaged piece that's going to be covered under the policy too. The specific thing about these type of coverage that we offer through Jewelers Mutual, which is different than you might expect on some other types of insurance policies, is that this is a repair and replace type of insurance policy. So it's not going to be like they're just going to cut you a check and say, you know, if you lose the piece. Um, and again, the way that that works is just to prevent people from, from having fraudulent claims, right? That's what keeps rates down on insurance policies is to minimize the amount of fraudulent fraud that's happening. So by having uh, the system set up the way it is where it's repair and replace, they're gonna make sure that you get either a repaired piece or you get the same type of value for your piece back when you actually file a claim on the policy. And you can choose whatever jeweler you want for this. That's the key. Ooh, so really? Exactly. That's, that's, a, that's a, And that's a big deal for people, right? I mean, if you're talking working through an insurance company, a lot of times they're going to say, okay, we only partner with this, that, and the other insurance uh, jewelry uh, uh, company or, or owner. Well, maybe you don't want to work through those people. You find the person that you want to work with. Maybe it's the original person that provided you the piece. Maybe it's somebody else. And the company will coordinate with that, with that jeweler to make sure that you're getting the same type of uh, piece back when the claim is finished. That's... Um... That's pretty awesome. So not, not, not only can the company handle the repair, but if you don't want to use the company, they'll also allow you to use whatever jeweler that you're comfortable with or the, a jeweler that you've had in the family for years. Got it. So walk me through, how do you, how do you make a claim? Right. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's as far as claims are concerned, uh, those types of things are handled really well through the actual company itself. Um, so if you have a claim, uh, you're going to end up calling directly to Jewelers Mutual uh, to tell them that you've either lost a piece or you've damaged it. If it's something like a damage, they probably would want some sort of proof, like a photo or, or something that they can use to actually reference to see what type of damage is done. Bring it maybe mm -hmm. to a jeweler so they can assess the amount of damage that's done at that time. Um, and then again, they reference back to that original bill of sale, that appraisal that you submitted when you first started your policy. And then they see the values and they see the things like that. And that's when they start to coordinate the process with finding the re replacement on the actual piece. Uh, you know, very easy I, process though. The stuff doesn't take very long. I'm, I'm so glad that you guys do ask for, uh, or you require an appraisal because that's almost like a uh it's like a second 
check of validation, right? Mm -hmm. Like you spent 10,000 on this ring that the jeweler's saying is worth 10,000. You send it to you guys to get insured and they say, uh, I know you spent 10, but <laughs> it's actually worth seven. So, <laughs> you know, I, and, and I mean, have, has that happened? Have, I mean, you know of any situations like that where, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty I, sure. Yeah, I mean, I haven't encountered situations like that myself where this has been an issue because when it comes to something like this, you know, especially for the average amount of the piece that we're talking about here, a company like Jewelers Mutual is not going to be very hard to actually find the coverage for your actual piece. And if you have the newest appraisal, that's going to be the best case scenario. Now, I'll tell you the one thing is, and this, this is a way to try to avoid scenarios like you're mentioning about the piece being worth X amount of dollars, but it only showing up for less money or, or more money, whatever. You, they, they typically like to require that the bill of sale or the appraisal be done within the past three years. Now, let's say, for example, it's, oh. um, yeah, so I know for now in cases for your, for your listeners, Gene, and people like that, it's usually going to be, usually going to have that already, right? You're going to have that bill of sale, that appraisal already done within the last three years if you're thinking about getting insurance on an engagement ring. But let's say you're somebody who's already married and you've had the engagement ring for five, six, seven, eight years, something like that. Um, and now you're thinking to yourself, well, this is a valuable piece. This is important. This is something I want to make sure I'm protected. I got the love of my life. She's my wife now, and I want to make sure this is protected moving forward. She wears it every day. You can still get insurance on it. We can provide you with coverage, but you're going to want the updated appraisal to make sure that any that there, in case there is a claim that ends up happening, the proper value is on it. Because it might not be worth the $10,000 that you bought it for. It might only be worth $7,000 now. And expecting to get $10,000 in coverage back when it's really only going to be for seven or so. It's going to be a little bit tougher. Right. So that's why you want to make sure that you have the up-to-date appraisals. So does, does, do, do you guys require the appraisal every, every three years? Like it's something that you contact the customer and say, Hey, listen, this is what your policy is that we just want to do, you know, your three-year anniversary is up. We just want to do a reappraisal. And at that time that you do the appraisal, if they find out that something's wrong, I'm assuming you could file a claim at that time if they say, oh, it's not worth it because of the scratch or dent or whatever. Yeah, that's it's a good like question. Two questions in one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. That's a good question. To be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure about that specific process there. Um, I do know that Jewelers Mutual has a system to actually reach out to clients to make sure that they have up-to-date appraisals on their, on their mm -hmm. policies. Um, as far as something like that, when it comes to maybe there's some damage to it or, or there's something down the line, my general rule of thumb when it comes to something like that and it comes to claims is that if you have some sort of damage to anything, whether it be a piece of jewelry or whether it be your vehicle or your home, better not to wait on filing claims because sometimes it does get into a little bit of a gray area as to whether something like that would be covered. So you want to make sure that if you have some sort of a loss to any sort of item that you have on a jewelry policy, that you do report the claim sooner rather than later and have enough to be, hopefully, hopefully at that point you already have the up-to-date appraisal because you've either gotten the policy recently or you've been updating your appraisals through the correspondence with Jewelers Mutual. Um, but if there is something going on, better to file a claim soon as opposed to waiting a year, two, three down the line because it might not be covered in that situation. Now, you also, you also mentioned that you can also add pieces to this jewelry insurance, can you, uh, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very straightforward. It's, it's basically just endorsing the policy down the line. So mm -hmm. we're talking about the specific situation. We're talking about grooms, right? Who are getting ready to get married, just bought themselves an engagement ring uh, for their future bride. 
They start the policy with Jewelers Mutual with just the engagement ring. They get the $10,000 engagement ring. They're paying $150 for the year. They provide me with an appraisal or a bill of sale. Everything's good, completely fine, no issues. Policy's issued. You're covered fully in the event that anything happens to that ring. Well, now you get married a year and a half later. And you have two of the very nice wedding bands that you want to add to the policy too. So now you add separate coverage for each of those wedding bands as well. The, the key to this, which is really nice, is that you can actually customize the deductibles on each individual piece. So a good example of this would be if you had a, a very valuable necklace that you never wear. It's like a pa passed down through the family, but you get it appraised because it really holds a lot of value to you. Let's say you keep it in a, um, a safe all the time. It's always kept in the safe. Well, one, you're going to have a discount for keeping that piece in the safe and it's not being worn. So that's going to help. Number two, you might not need to have a $0 deductible on something like that because the likelihood of a claim happening on something kept in the safe constantly is going to be much, much smaller than an engagement ring that's being worn on your finger all day long, right? So that's where that customization becomes very helpful. Um, and you can add that at any time uh, throughout the course of the time that you have the policy. It's not something that has to wait for a year or something until the policy renews. You can just add it in the middle of your policy term, pay a prorated premium depending on what it ends up being, and then your policy mm -hmm. renews in a year with all of your pieces on one account. Nice. So, Kyle, is there anything we're missing? Right? Like, what, 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 what three tips? What three tips would you give uh, grooms that are about to lay down some, 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 some serious bread on the ring? Yeah, yeah. Three, I mean, three tips. Three tips. All right. Well, tip number one, Gene. Let's start. Let's start with tip number one. Tip number one would be call somebody uh, like myself um, and, and an expert in insurance like this uh, that will be able to provide you with a quote ahead of time. Right. So you mentioned before, I can provide quotes for people on insurance without them having the piece yet. So if they're already thinking about the type of piece they want to buy, they've already been talking to the jeweler for a little bit. Um, they, you know, make, get get a quote ahead of time. Know what to expect. You know, this is going to be a cost that you're going to have on your on that you're going to be accounting for every single year moving forward. And it's very, very valuable coverage to have. It's something that everybody should have on their engagement rings when they buy them. So have an idea of what to expect when it comes to the cost ahead of time. Uh, that'd be tip number one. Tip number two, uh, get the appraisal or the bill of sale immediately and have that on file with the company right away. Because I can issue a policy for somebody without the appraisal right away, but it's not going to do anybody any good if they have a claim. So you're going to make sure that you have that filed and on, in the system as soon as possible. So just make sure all the little ducks are in a row before you actually, you know, either move forward with something or after you've moved forward with it, have it done very, very quickly. Um, that would be tip. That would be tip number two. Um, and, and and tip number three, you know, don't don't be afraid, like I met, like we mentioned before, to add those other pieces down the line. You know, it's a customizable option. Um, you know, you, you want to make sure that if you're adding and, and over the course of a lifetime with somebody that, you know, you have gifts that you're exchanging back and forth, all these different things and pieces that represent the love that you have for each other. You want to make sure you have the right coverage for it. Um, you know, the engagement ring is where it starts. Then it becomes a wedding band. Then it becomes a bracelet or a necklace or a watch or something as an anniversary gift. You know, add these things to the policy, make sure the coverage is right on there, update your appraisals and have everything exactly where it needs to be. And having a conversation with somebody directly is the best way to do that. Awesome, Kyle. So, you know, as you were talking, uh, I had a question popped up in my mind. Let's say somebody never knew that you can get, you know, your, there was jewelry insurance out there. 
and you've been married for a year and you have this, you know, this rock on your wife's finger, um, though it's been a year or two years, can you still get that jewelry insured? 100%. Yep. There's no, there's no time limit on that. The only part in which you then have to start thinking about timing is getting the updated appraisal or, or, right. or something like that. So if it's been like beyond three years or so, my general rule of thumb to clients is to just get an updated appraisal. Go to your favorite jeweler, have them appraise it. They're going to end up getting a document. It's very official looking. It's going to have everything on there. The cut clarity of the diamond. Um, all If there's individual little stones around there, how many of them there are. Um, the type of what the band is made out of, what type of gold or, or whatever it is. Um, the appraisal will have all of that listed, which is critical when you're actually filing a claim. So if it is multiple years after the actual purchase of the piece, mm-hmm. get an updated appraisal, have it all right. Um, and then whatever number that is on that appraisal, we ensure it for that value. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Kyle Kirby. So before I let you go, before I let you go, uh, mm-hmm. we we're going to do a part two of this interview, right? But other than the insurance, you know, you do, you do the homeowners, um, you, you do auto as well. What should couples that are engaged be thinking about as they start to plan their wedding and post-wedding, right? What should they be thinking about as far as homeowners, life, and auto insurance? Yeah, there's a lot that they should be thinking about, you know, and when you get married, it's, uh, there's going to be a lot of changes to your insurance policy. So now, now once, you, as you, if you are engaged, you don't actually have to make any changes to your insurance policy because that person is technically not a resident relative with you yet, even if you live in the same home or the same apartment. Um, now, once is you that, are, is, is, is that like a legal technical term for a little, a little bit, a little bit, okay, okay. yeah, a, a little, a, a little bit. I, I will say, you know, if you have somebody that's living with you and they're there, and they're your fiance, and they're going to be using your vehicle quite a bit you're going to want to have coverage for them on your policy. It's just not something that is required. Now, that's just immediately once you're married. Once you are married, you are required by law in pretty much every state to have your spouse listed on your insurance policy as a driver. Now, some people may hesitate and say, okay, this isn't that great. I don't really want to have my spouse listed on here. But in most cases, someone who is married is going to have better rates than someone who is single, just in terms of way the yeah. insurance companies determine their rates. So if you're married, your rates are typically going to be better. If you add another vehicle to your policy, now your spouse's vehicle is added to your policy. Now you're going to qualify for multi-car discount. So your policy premiums yeah. are going to come down by doing that. Maybe you're buying a home now, as we mentioned, you know, that's one of the first things that you do after being married. You're going to get a home, you're going to get better rates by being a homeowner. You bundle your homeowner's insurance, the rate goes down. People get very hesitant when it comes to adding a spouse. Oh, I don't want to add. They're not going to drive my car. Even if they don't, even if they barely use it, it's going to actually probably benefit you more long-term to actually have them on there and your prices are going to end up going down. Well, you you know what, Kyle? That is a great segue for our next show. Like that clip right there, perfect. Perfect. Nailed it. All right, so Kyle, where... So, so, so where can people get in touch with you, right? How can they, how, how can they reach you? Well, the best way to reach me would be uh, always through my cell phone. Any clients that I'm working for, I give my cell phone. So if you don't mind, I'll provide them with my cell phone. My phone number is 845-381-3380. Uh, I am licensed in New York, uh, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Uh, so those are the states in which I'm able to provide policies. 
if you or any of your listeners are in other areas of the country and they were also are interested in looking into this, please have them reach out to me regardless and I can set them up with another Liberty Mutual agent that would be able to help them. Um, I have people all over the country who I have connections with. So it would be very easy for me, for me to set them up. Uh, go find me on, on Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, Kyle Kirby, Liberty Mutual Insurance. Um, I post uh, things all the time about various insurance stuff, trying to make sure I'm educating people on, on the best ways to be covered and, and hopefully save some money too. Well, well, Kyle, listen, thank you so much for, uh, for, for being part of the show and for giving your information. Listen, I'm, I'm leaving this interview. I feel more informed now, you know, every couple that I talk to, right. All my couples, right. Just going to put this out there. I'm probably going to ask you, is your ring insured? And if it's not, you need to holler at my boy, Kyle, so you can get you covered. You know, like that's just going to be part of my, uh, you, you, you just added so much value, so much value to the audience right now. Um, all right. So with that being said, guys, listen, you already know the purpose of the show is to help engage couples, especially grooms plan a fun, entertaining, most importantly, stress free wedding. Uh, my name is Gene, the wedding coach, and uh, I'll see you guys for the next episode. All right. Bye-bye.